Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, before we get into the latest updates on the virtual he said, she said uh, in the Asia Argento controversy, Bradley has something to update yeah, got us an on, update. on um, the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom and Bradley Trainer. I would just like to give you an update regarding a story we talked about at the bottom of the last hour. A young lady who's dipping her chicken tenders into a pomp. And at one point I said, um, I would love to have me some like Dr. Pepper sauce for my chicken tenders. Oh, oh there's such a thing. Stubbs. Dr. Oh. Pepper, anytime sauce, 12 ounces, $7, and, wall to the mart. And being delivered to your house. I'm going to be ordering that immediately. It is literally a Dr. Pepper sauce for anytime. Dip, taste, baste, or marinade. Okay. Also, anything Stubbs does right is amazing. So yeah. you're good. I mean, good really, go. let's just talk about the fact that it's a sugar bomb. I don't care. I need to have this stuff. So Get it in your mouth. Bam. All right. So, Bradley, why don't you update us on what we know today? So here's the real story. Uh, the story that we wanted to start this hour with. Ozzy Argento. Ozzy Argento is the woman who was accused of sexual assault by a young man named Jimmy Bennett. Mm-hmm. Ozzy Argento is the, um, well, she was the partner of Anthony Bourdain when he died. Ozzy Argento's accuser, Jimmy Bennett, will file a sexual assault police report. That's the headline today. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, her attorney now says that he sexually assaulted her. So literally, this is a he said, she said. This is a very complicated story. I've been reading. I've been following tweets. I mean, there are so many different things that we could go after in the story, but let's just leave it at the he said, she said. So Asia Argento, again, she got called out, right? In a, mm-hmm. in a moment, Asia Argento, one of the leading... Uh, movers and shakers in the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. One of the first voices to come out against Harvey Weinstein for uh, the uh, repeated sexual assault that he was accused of, of, of women um, in the industry. Yes. Here's the point that I want to make. The point that I want to make is that Ozzy Argento is doing something through her attorney that is really gross and frankly typical of uh, other people credibly accused of sexual assault. And that is through her attorney, she has made this long statement. I won't read the whole thing to you, but suffice to say, in the statement, she does a number of things, which sounds very familiar to us If uh, for those of us who've been following the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. In that, she brings up his past, irrespective of her involvement in it, meaning she brings up parts of Jimmy Bennett's past that paint him in a negative light. Mm-hmm. Um, alleging that he uh, that there was uh, an assault on his part against someone else, that he was um, alleged or accused of unlawful sex with a minor, that he was accused of stalking, uh, that he was accused of child pornography and child exploitation, 
And these are all alleged. There's no specifics attached to these statements. So her attorney is basically saying you can't trust anything this guy has said. Because look at his Because character. he himself was alleged to have been charged with things. Mm-hmm. And then does this very creepy thing where the attorney will say... But Ozzy Argento believes that every victim should have his or her voice heard, regardless of their past. Okay. So let me drop all of the things uh, to you that make him look bad. But then let me just tell you that as a leader in the phase one and now phase two of the Me Too movement, it's important that regardless of your past, your, your accusations should be heard. Okay. Okay. And then goes on um, later... To continue to sort of go after him um, personally, and not only that, use the language of the Me Too movement to defend herself right? in a way that is just, it sounds, and, and just take my word for it, when you read the whole statement, it sounds just like someone like Harvey Weinstein who wants to throw you off the scent. Mm-hmm who wants to give you all the reasons why the person that made the accusations isn't credible. Why the person who made the accusations is probably suspect, tarnishes their character with allegations, mm-hmm. not proven, mm-hmm. nothing proven, mm-hmm. nothing adjudicated in a court of law, just allegations. And that sounds so familiar to, to us, having gone through a number of these scenarios, including Harvey Weinstein, where he would try to seem for publicity, along with every other victim. It is, I mean, it is disgusting uh, and all of it is in service of the court of public opinion, right? Because none of this, I mean, this is all for our ears, right? This is not because they're going to bring, I mean, they might bring some of these arguments should this see trial, but but this is all to try to sway our perspective on the situation. And you're right, Bradley, at first blush, but we've but we're smarter now. At first blush, you might read that and go, oh, interesting, and then kind of take it and move on with your life. But now, in the era of Me Too, when we've already been through this with the roles reversed, Mm -hmm. now it's important to really listen to it with a more critical ear. Yeah, And not only that, but what is frustrating, and this is just a general statement, whenever you hear the word but... And then it's followed by yeah. something like... Like something good, something good, but... But, Asia Argento believes that everybody should be heard. Like, to me, the but negates everything that comes yeah. after it. Because all that you're doing is trying to make that the headline. And just saying it does not make it so. Because you've already tried to drag this young man's character through the mud with things like you said, Bradley, that are not proven, that are not even provable, that are just sort of assumptions about who he is and what his past is that have nothing to do with simply what we're talking about, which is what went on between the two of them. And it's so weird because, again, I just go back to this whole thing. Like, if you're going to be a leader, there's all these side conversations we could have. And, like, I've been wanting to, like, go to Twitter and, like, talk about all these different things. Because there's, like, you've got Alyssa Milano who's, like, the media is using Ozzy Argento as a way to defeat the the Me Too movement. And I'm like, no, actually, I think Ozzy Argento is doing a good enough job on her own. The media is reporting. Please just understand for you know, Melissa Milano and everyone else who seems to not understand how this works. Mm -hmm. Just because the media reports something doesn't mean it's that's what they want to do. Right. Or that's what they're trying to say themselves. They're just reporting the news. Um, 
And in this particular case, people are having all these ancillary discussions that are totally noise, right? Like it's not about the Me Too movement above and beyond the victims, right? Right. And so let's go back to the victim. And in the victim in this case, this woman, uh, Ozzy Argento, is not the victim in this particular case. She's alleged to be the perpetrator. Mm -hmm. She has an attorney who is now working to discredit the alleged victim publicly and openly Mm -hmm. and says things like, so says things like, I, we are not going to sue him or come after him, even though we totally could. Like we're taking he the was high the, road. He was the one who assaulted her. Mm-hmm. He was a 17 year old boy and he forced himself sexually on a 30 some year old woman. Um, even I mean, we don't even have to get into that. She, he, they say he is the perpetrator. She is the victim. We're not going to do anything about it because He's basically proven already that he isn't really even worth our time and he's had a hard life and we don't want to make it any worse. That's essentially the language and I could read you verbatim, but it's essentially the message that her attorney is trying to make, which is so cheap and like sleazy. Because and was used against her. I mean, much of that was used against her. Exactly. And every other victim in, in the uh, that has come about uh, in light of the Me Too movement. By the way, he's saying he will file a police report. Mm-hmm. She's not. Mm-hmm. She's not going to file a police report that she was a victim. He will. Mm-hmm. And again, what have we said about victims who are willing to come forward and attach their names to these things? I mean, that is the ultimate bravery. Generally speaking, yeah. you know, that's credible, right? We, and if we you're need willing, to listen to that. And just because it was a few years later, that doesn't, we're not necessarily going to write that person off as not being credible because they took a few years to do it. So it's just, it's, it's such a, this is a perfect example of how the Me Too movement um, can choose in this very important moment to um, speak for every victim. Or only certain victims who are approved by, you know, people on social media. The committee. Yeah. 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 Which is what it sort of feels like. Well, you know, you talked about these ancillary discussions that we could have. Well, there is a celebrity, Bella Thorne, that is having one of these ancillary discussions. And that is to say she doesn't want anything to do with the Me Too movement anymore. We kind of saw this coming. We're going to talk a little bit about it and what it means after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Well, we've been talking about the latest developments in uh, the Asia Argento and Jimmy Butler case uh, and the fact that Asia Argento's lawyer is using some of the tactics against her that were against Jimmy Butler that were used against Asia Argento in the Harvey Weinstein case. It sounds confusing. But I think we've moved into a whole new phase in the Me Too movement. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, um, Bella Thorne, who was another voice that was added to the Me Too movement after the Harvey Weinstein allegations came to light. She came forward and talked about her own experience as a child, having been molested until she was about 14 years old, she is saying she doesn't want anything to do with the movement anymore. We kind of saw this conversation coming. And in fact, 
we saw it happening very early on. Here's what she has said. Uh, using her Twitter account, she linked to a story about Asia Argento, who is now claiming that she was actually the victim of the 17-year-old Jimmy, Jimmy Bennett. Did I say Butler? I always get his name wrong. I good. apologize. It's all good. Jimmy Bennett. Um, Bella Thorne says, I'm disgusted. I no longer want to be a part of the Me Too movement. Jimmy was a young kid. This is gross. And then she went on to tweet more. She said, if this is what the Me Too movement is going to be about now, I'm not here for it. And victim shaming is just awful. Now, the part I can agree with is the fact that victim shaming is awful. Yeah. Absolutely. 100% agreed. But one of the kind of conversations we saw bubbling up very early on when we started having this conversation, when Asia Argento's name first kind of came out associated with Jimmy Bennett and this alleged sexual encounter that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we heard was people saying, well, I don't want to, this is the me too movement is going to hell in a handbasket. If this is what's happening, like, look at this. Now the victim has become the victimizer and I don't want to have anything to do with it. Well, yeah. And that's about as ridiculous as holding, you know, an entire movement, um, responsible for one person's actions. Right. It's almost as ridiculous as then, you know, thinking that you can put all of sexual assault into one movement. I don't like this. Uh, I mean, I'm just, a, I'm a wary person of movements mm-hmm. because then a lot of times they're attached to personalities. Like, right. And I just think person, people are flawed. Right. So people begin to look up to people that, you know, purport to lead a movement. I mean, Evidenced by the case of um, Ozzy Argento, right? Right, like this shows you the the danger of putting your faith in individuals. So I don't know that you necessarily need this like named movement to deal with the systemic problems facing, you know, people mostly women uh, in terms of sexual assault. But it's also dumb to then think that just because one of those people did something bad means that you have to throw the whole thing out. Exactly. You know, that's and that, you know, you put probably better words to what my gut reaction to this was, which was Asia Argento was a, a person who had been victimized by Harvey Weinstein. She lent her voice to other voices. But Asia Argento herself is not the movement. She is a person who shared publicly her experience as a victim in a very brave way. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. But to then ascribe all of the 
all of the like sort of meaning of the movement just to Asia Argento and decide that then none of it matters is kind of a step in the wrong direction. And I think it's unfortunate that somebody like Bella Thorne, who who has a story to tell and has a voice and can, you know, kind of act for good. It's like our eyes are off the prize now. And the same thing is occurring if you pay attention to Rose McGowan. She's starting to dig into an argument that's happening between Asia Argento and her partner, Rain Dove. And it's taking all of our focus off the important piece of what's, you know, what started all of this in the first place. Yeah. And I think you can do all of those things. Of course, people, you know, like shiny objects. So they're generally going to go where the shiny object is. I just think that um, you can, you know, we can talk about Me Too. We can talk about Ozzy Argento in, in this in this particular case, you know, focusing on Ozzy Argento, I think is a good thing insofar as it allows us to remind people that. Um, you know, all kinds of people can be perpetrators, yeah. right? And just because you are a victim doesn't mean you're not also capable of being uh, a perpetrator. Yeah, and all human beings are flawed. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some D bags for you. Uh, yeah, we're doing that after this. Celebrities behaving badly. It's one of our favorite topics on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Yeah. We call those celebrities a name, and that name is D Bag. Mm-hmm. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I've got a frequent flyer for you. Your mom? No, actually, uh, Moses and Apple's mom. Wow, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, and the whole Goop franchise. <sighs> Goopy, goop, goop, goop. Let me read you the headline to this uh, feature from okay. goop.com. Yep. Nine essentials for a minimal, comfortable, sleep inducing bedroom. Okay? What? So I used some words there. Nine essentials for a minimal, got that? Yep. Comfortable. Okay. Sleep-inducing mm-hmm. bedroom. Oh, a bed. That actually is not did not make the list, Bradley. Okay. No, but window shades. Nope. Little blind spot. Good job. You're welcome. Way to work that in. Gorgeous bedding, mm-hmm. Bradley, and the gorgeous bedding that she features is a two hundred ninety-five dollar set. Oh God. Of flannel sheets. Number two, a clutter keeper. It is a. I think that's called a closet. CaliforniaClosets.com. Good job. It's a basket. It is a woven basket. Looks like something I saw at Target yesterday for like it's literally fifteen dollars. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? Twenty. It's a basket. It's a wicker basket. A warmth maker. This is number three. The warmth maker. What is a warmth maker, Bradley? A a it's a blanket. It's a dumb blanket, and this blanket is one hundred eighty dollars. Warmth maker. Uh, midnight sips, so that you can stay hydrated through the night. Whiskey. No, this is a, a, a it, I think they're actually called butler sets, but they're, it's a carafe what? with a glass that costs you $125. Uh, you need a minimal sconce so you can have a bedside reading light that will cost you $725. You need a tray to put all your junk on for $80. You need a framed Okay, print. so this is just a bunch of crap. Thank you. 
hold place, a framed print of your favorite place to visit. You're going to need some aromatherapy and oh, that'll cure cancer. a diffuser. Okay. All of this will cost you the low, low price of $1,828 yeah, right. for your minimal, comfortable, sleep-inducing room. Yeah. Okay, I would say at that price, that would be maximal. Uh, it would not be comfortable, well, and it would not induce insanely wealthy. It would not induce sleep because I would be thinking about all the money I spent on all also, of this crap. I'm pretty sure we have all of these things already in our bedroom. We have blankets, we have lights, we have uh, maybe not a diffuser. We have wall art, probably mm-hmm. glasses. I'm sure you have a couple of those of. in your yeah. cabinet. So I don't know why. Also, my grandmother used to always put like a cup of water next to her bed with like a napkin on it, on top of it, so that the dust doesn't get in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot cheaper than the $129. I also just think that's weird. Like, why? why do you need to have water in the middle of the night? Like, are you going to wake up and be like, I'm thirsty? Oh, I do it all the time. Really? Yeah. Okay. I keep water next to the bed too. And are, is the water going to be there so allergies. long that it's going to get dusty? Like, how dusty is your house? Well, I mean, there's just dust in the air. And so when it's sitting there for eight hours, it'll get little floaters in it. Yeah, I feel like that's a very Victorian era concern. Mm-hmm. I, say, I feel like we've, like, I don't know, central air probably rendered that obsolete. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have or two like cats, a, so there's lots of stuff in the air. Okay. Maybe no, you I'm should just get saying, an like, air dander. purifier. Oh, yeah. It's not going to help you avoid toxoplasmosis. Sorry, you're going crazy. Isn't that when you cat. use a, um, one of those things down there and then it gets stuck no. and then it turns no. into no. toxoplasmosis? No, no. What do they call that? Toxic, toxic, toxic shock syndrome. syndrome. Oh, God. So mm-hmm. many things to worry about. I know. It's hard being a woman. You ladies have it hard. We know. Or want to. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I can't. I'm Since speechless. we're talking about D-bags. I am speechless. Oh, please. Go on. Um, no, are, are you done shaming Gwyneth Paltrow? I mean, never, but for now, yes. Okay. I'm willing to put it to bed. See what I did there. Speaking of toxoplasmosis, Nobody? I don't okay. even know. What did you say? I said, I'm, I'll put it to bed. Oh, that's Cause, cute. Because the whole thing was yeah. about that. Okay. Go night night. Thanks. Okay. Your turn. Um, Kim Kardashian is my D-bag today. I'm oh. going to leave it at that. Another frequent flyer. Now this, you know, I actually, there were a number of D-bags I could have chosen from today, but Kim Kardashian, for this simple reason, how have we never talked about this? Kim Kardashian hires models to try on all of her outfits. They have, quote, my exact measurements. Um. She hires people to try on clothes for her. Also, who has her, her exact, exact measurements? measurements? Zero people's. They call them fit models. Quote, she, um, she said of this, there are fit models. We have fitting, gotten... Fitting that button to them jeans. You are not fitting that button to anything mm-hmm. that is not elastic or spandex. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. There are fit... Like, I want to watch her put on a pair of pants that does not have spandex in them. Like, she just can't. Because what waist size? She would need a waist size, right. the width of her. She booty wouldn't be able to get suit. the waist over her booty. Yeah, yeah, totally. Quote, back to her. Okay, she pays people to try on clothes for her. That's debaggy enough. Also, there is no way there are people with her exact measurements. Mm-mm. Quote: There are fit models. We've gotten people who have my exact same measurements, and they try on all the clothes, photograph it, do the fittings for hours every day. For all the different looks. 
Excuse me? Excuse me, please. How? How does that work? Uh, she didn't even try on her own clothes? No! There's a lot happening there. Are you jealous? I'm no. not. Also, just the notion of having to interview someone like, hi, do you have, because then I don't want to look at myself. I don't want to look at myself, much less make somebody else. No, that's just not acceptable. It's I called a do mirror. I feel like, though, being the fit model could be a pretty good gig because all you have to do is get dressed, take a picture, take your clothes off, yeah. get dressed again, take a picture. Sure. And then you cash a check. I mean, that is, like, yeah. there's no stress in that job. Yeah, but you're trying on clothes for other people. I guess then you would know what fits you. I don't know. I just feel like this would not be good. And then you know that if it doesn't fit the model and Kim Kardashian really wants it, she's like, well, have you been eating more than you should be lately? Are you sure you're oh, exactly yeah, that's the same kind of measurements? A that's not cool. Also, how lazy can you be? That you have to pay people to try on your clothes for you. Also, how many clothes do you, like, how often are you, how many looks do you how need? How many looks? I, but, do you see what I'm saying? It's like, she has a number I mean, of it's fit Kim Kardashian. She has nothing else in her life. That's all she's doing is putting on I clothes. Guess. She changes outfits like five times a day. Yeah. And then what does she do with all those if clothes? I, here's the difference. If I were a billionaire, do you know what I would wear? Tell me. A bag. Mm. <laughs> And it would be a very nice bag. It would be, a, you know, a couture bag, you know, like a Givenchy bag or would it something. Would be a comfortable bag? Yes. Okay. It would be incredibly like comfortable. Moo-moo. It's basically a moo Yeah. I want somebody to bring the moo back. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, if I'm a billionaire, I don't care what I wear and nor- yeah. neither do you. As long as I'm handing out the cash, mm-hmm. you're going to tell me how beautiful I am. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me how great I look. Mm-hmm. I'll drop you a 20 here and there. I'll mm-hmm. take you out to dinner. You can come on my ridiculously wealthy yacht i won't make you have sex with me like all those creepers on the yachts i mean and that way i can still i can just go around in momos and feel good i like the kind of rich what i'm person saying is what i'm saying is versus the kind of rich person who's like i'm gonna have five wardrobe changes that's a lot of stress in my life that when i'm a billionaire i don't need right that's true now interesting like i feel like holly would have five workout changes a day you and i would have five workout changes a year yeah or no uh, wardrobe, i mean excuse me not more no workout. i would just have a different muumu for every day it would have the day name and engra- like not engraved yeah. embroidered on it so i you know like this is my tuesday muumu yeah um and then send it through the laundry and then start all over again yeah next week they're doing it wrong okay Why? but wait a second i actually have to call somebody out on something really quickly okay did you just say having fit models would be too much work but a pri- an island, a private island, yeah, no work at all. Yeah, but when you're a billionaire, no. Okay. Because you've got enough money to have other people do stuff for you. I get that we're in fantasy land, and so not everything. It's needs my to make fantasy sense. land, and what is up in my world is down in yours. I'm fine with that. Okay, Holly, I'm sorry. You were gonna make a point. My point is, is that you're doing it wrong. Why? Only f- seven mumus. That's it. Oh, I would have 365. I'd have, oh, you'd have one per I'd day. Have, you know what I would have is I would have a giant Kleenex box that literally was Moomoo's. Well, and I would Howard just Hughes. tear one out. <laughs> Doing it right. It on. I actually. Right? I want to see you in a Moomoo. I want to see you in a Moomoo. I mean, it's not that yeah. hard, really. Also, when, Look on my Facebook <laughs> profile. I'm sure there are several photos. When you search Moomoo's, do you actually get, like, is that, 
Yeah, it's a muumuu. It's a Hawaiian thing, right? Yeah, but like, are they widely um, available? Uh, yes. Okay. That's M-U-U- all I wanted to know. M-U-U. Yep. And you can, they're available you for purchase. You can actually get legit Hawaiian muumuus shipped from Hawaii. Now, to be clear, I wouldn't want a muumuu in the traditional sense. So if I'm misusing that word, I apologize. Mm-hmm. But I would want basically a tarp. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking like a house coat is sort of the unsexy word for what I'm looking for. What my grandmother wore as she shuffled down uh, the hallway in her slippers. There you go. In between resting her eyes. Which was not sleeping. Do not get it confused. This is the life I long for. Right? Oh, I'm just resting my eyes. I'm just going to rest my eyes. When we come back, a Gilligan's Island star needs our help. We're going to tell you who and why after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Well, one of our very favorite stars from Gilligan's Island needs our help on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, and Don Wells, who played Marianne from Gilligan's Island, she's needing some financial help. And there's a GoFundMe. So that we can get her the help she needs. Yeah, this is an incredibly sad story. Um, I had no idea. I mean, it it also explains why we probably got to uh, see her a couple years ago. Right. So she came through the uh, Minnesota State Fair, like I think it was two years ago, um, to promote some re uh, reruns of Gilligan's Island, and um, but now she she's in need of $200,000, and she's seeking it from fans. So here's what happened. Um, apparently, she had an unexpected, and this is according to a friend of hers, a, quote, unexpected accident that required hospitalization for two months. Uh, she broke her knee, and then in the process of recovering from complications, she suffered from surgery to repair her injury. Um, she had some other unexpected things happen, and so now... She is out. She needs $200,000 just to kind of get her medical bills paid and stay on her feet. So to that end, there's a GoFundMe. Yeah. So I'm looking through the GoFundMe and I have some questions. Okay. What are I don't know questions? that you have the answers for you. The GoFundMe was created by a person named Doug Kirkpatrick. Yeah. And it says help Don Wells. And it's raised up to $54,000 at this point of the $180,000 goal that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And it says a lot of the things that you said. Here's the question I have, though. Mm -hmm. I have a couple questions. First Uh of all, who is Doug Kirkpatrick? We could probably figure that out pretty quickly. Right. It's Mm D-U-G-G, which is an interesting spelling. Yep. Anyway, the other question I have is uh, results from this statement. Dawn needs $194,000. By the way, they're asking for $180,000. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's going to put in fourteen of her own. Dawn needs $194,000 to alleviate penalties by the IRS, which are compounded daily, and to pay her hospital costs. Mm-hmm. Where does the IRS stuff come from? That's a good question. I mean, I'm all for paying for her medical bills because, you know, I also there. It's just sad that in this day and age, so many people, some ungodly number of uh, GoFundMe pages now are like medical cost related. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And God forbid something happens to me and I need y'all to put in a few dollars. I, you know, I wouldn't be above it. But like what what's with the IRS penalties? I know. So first of all, to answer your first question, who is Doug Kirkpatrick? Doug D-U-G-G. Kirkpatrick is a makeup artist. 
Uh, and Doug has his own IMDb page. And so seems legit, right? Yeah. Seems like yeah. probably is in the business, probably knows Don Wells, because that was my first question was, how do we know that this is legit in the first place? Mm-hmm. Right? Because anybody could really yeah, like, how do come you know, up with that. And I mean, we're assuming mm-hmm. he's going to send her the money. Yeah. he's Oh, he's a hairstylist. Okay. Uh, and he works anyway in the makeup department on many movies. Um so that's the answer to the first question. Okay. The second question, man, I don't really know how all this works, but my guess would be if she was struggling to pay her medical bills, maybe she wasn't paying her taxes. And so maybe that's why the IRS is involved. Okay. But I also, mean, I feel like more information is needed before I start. Look, I don't want you to not give her out. some money mm-hmm. if it makes you happy. If you have it. Brian Wilson gave her 100 bucks. Oh. Like the Brian Wilson? Some guy named Brian Wilson. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, it could be anybody. Um, anyway, she needs our help. Allegedly, we'll continue to follow this story. I have some breaking news. Oh, do tell. <gasps> but it's sad. Oh, oh no. no. Yeah. Uh, Burt Reynolds passed away this oh, morning. Oh, no. What? Yeah. So this is according to his manager, that Burt Reynolds, you know, classic star of 70 cinema, oh passed gosh. away this morning at Jupiter, Jupiter Medical in Florida. That's where his estate was. He passed away at the age of mm. 82. It hasn't his IMDb or his Wikipedia, Wikipedia hasn't, hasn't even, even been updated yet. Where did do, where are we seeing this now? Uh, the Hollywood Reporter. Wow. So a fairly legitimate source that I feel safe. Yes, with. absolutely. Oh, my God. Oh, that's sad. Terribly sad. And, you know, <clears throat> yes, his last, do you remember his last interview with Hoda Kotb? Oh, yeah, that was awkward. And he did him. I mean, he, that was to promote a movie that he yes. did. Yes. And so really worked right up until the end. Um, I thought you were going to say something horrible about Don Wells. I was like, geez. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, I was like, I'm wow, sorry. that was fast. Well, you know, interestingly enough, you can kind of, uh, make comparison between the situation that Don Wells is in right now concerning her medical bills and uh, mm-hmm. you know seeming a celebrity who you would think you know star of Gilligan's Island was right. set for life well Burt Reynolds you would think the same thing that he was set for life but I think towards the end of his life he was auctioning off a lot of his uh uh, items that he had in his home in Florida as a result of really not having a lot of money left right. at the end of his life. We should say now, I will say his Wikipedia page, and the only reason I reference that is that's usually the best indication. I know people act like Wikipedia, they can't trust it, but if you see that somebody has passed away in Wikipedia, it's very likely that you can it's then go confirmed. to the bank with that story, yeah. and in mm-hmm. fact, it's now been updated that he did pass away today, as you said earlier today, and um, gosh, wow. that's a life long in the living absolutely in a career with um i mean well and i will say i'm scrolling through this um this i uh this hollywood reporter article holly that you're referencing and you mm-hmm. know a lot of these outlets will anticipate the death of somebody like burt reynolds or somebody high profile right and they'll have something kind of at the ready to go and i will say they've done their due diligence because it is a lengthy article and it really does um go through his long and storied career. Um, oh, that's sad. He did win a Golden sad Globe news. in 1992 for Best Actor in a TV Musical or Comedy. What was that, I wonder? That was probably for Evening Shade. Oh. His show on CBS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 1992. Really? I'm just looking through his other awards to see if he, he, well, he was, was nominated for a, a number of Golden Globes. And he was nominated for an Oscar back for Boogie Nights in 1997. Oh, Remember that movie? The movie with... 
Dirk Diggler. I'm telling you. Well, that was his big comeback role because really was. people were thinking at the time in the mid-90s that this was Burt Reynolds's Pulp Fiction, in as much as, remember, Pulp Fiction was the big comeback for John Travolta, mm-hmm. his career resurrected by this seemingly edgy role in a right. Quentin Tarantino movie. Well, this was kind of the same thing for Burt Reynolds. Put him in a young filmmaker's edgy movie mm-hmm. and then resurrect his career. Unfortunately for Burt Reynolds, he didn't win an Oscar and it didn't necessarily work out the same way that it did for John Travolta. No, it didn't. But I will say that was such a great role for him. And, and um, oh, yeah. that movie is worth going back. I mean... That is a yearly viewing at the Lindstrom House. Boogie Nights is. Oh, really? There's a, yeah, it, I know it seems like a strange choice, but there's a lot in that movie that you maybe don't entirely appreciate if you've only seen it once and you don't really remember. Um, we, yeah, we watch it about just about yearly, and I had, for some reason, was not connecting the dots on that. But you're right, Holly, that was meant to kind of be the thing that injected a little more vigor into his career. And unfortunately it didn't go the same way for him as it did for John Travolta, but Oh, terribly sad news. Well, we'll have to uh, deal with that on the other side. Um, You know, we've got a really big interview coming up. We do. We are going to talk to on the other side of this break, NT lawyer, E N T Y lawyer. He is the one that provides us the website, crazy days and nights.net where we find all of our most delicious blind items. We are going to catch up with him, figure out how he knows all this stuff, where he gets his information, and maybe check in with him on some of our favorite blind items. NT Lawyer coming up on the Colleen and Bradley show, show, show after this on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. I've never wanted. The human's blood so much in my life. Entertainment.